Welcome to the Unhustle podcast, where I combine the science of downtime with the art of living in the praise for space. I'm thrilled to have you here. In our fast-paced, hyper-connected world, hustle has become the mantra of success. But amidst the busyness and the chaos, a new wave of wisdom emerges, a movement that celebrates the power of slowing down, of being present in the moment, of making space for what matters most, valuing our well-being, mental health, and balance above all else. Those who embrace this ethos, who learn the art of unhustling, find themselves at an advantage. They become the leaders, the innovators, and the change makers who not only design their life with more intention and balance, but build companies and organizations that are profitable, as well as sustainable and socially responsible. They create work cultures that value people, collaboration, and creativity, redefining success for themselves, their companies, and the planet. Each week, we'll explore thought-provoking conversations with like-hearted rebels who have discovered the power of unhustling, challenged the status quo, and defined success on their terms. We'll uncover practical strategies, ancient wisdom, and cutting-edge research that can help you find harmony with yourself, others, and the world around you. Thanks for listening. Okay. Thank you, Gina, so much for making the time today to connect with me, with the Unhustle community and share your wisdom. You're an inspiration for many. I've been following you for actually for a long time, but for wow. those of you who don't know you, I want to introduce you as the CEO and founder of Money Networks and the Wall Street Journal bestselling author of your book, Purpose, Design a Community and Change Your Life. And I want to dive deep into it. Uh, for those of listening who don't know what Mighty Networks is, I've been using it for a couple of years and I'm obviously not the only one. It serves thousands of entrepreneurs, creators, coaches, and brands, which is what you called cultural software. I'll let you talk about it in a little bit. So it's designed to make community courses, online memberships, easy, engaging, and profitable. And it's been trusted by brands like Yoga with Adrian, who I love and follow on a regular basis, to Ted, Mind, Body, and Fortune. So welcome, Gina, to the Unhustle podcast. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Why don't we start with, how do you define purpose? So I define purpose as a clear and positive intention for your time, your talents, your energy and your focus for our brief time on planet Earth. And when there is a clear intention for our time, talents, energy, and focus for our brief time on planet Earth, everything gets better. Everything gets better. It provides energy. It provides focus. It provides a sense of why am I here? What am I doing? And knowing that you have a mission and you're, you're able to be a part of something bigger than yourself. And so I think it's one of the most important keys to happiness. It's one of the most important keys to feeling that our life is whole. And it's one of the reasons why I wrote the book 
I've met more people in my job who have gone from the before to the after, where the before is feeling lost or feeling frustrated and not having clarity about why am I here? What am I doing? But more importantly, when I care about something, how can I have the biggest impact possible? Because if I'm having an impact with my purpose, that is creating an infinite source, just an infinite source of creativity, of energy, of a, a feeling and a sense of connection and wealth, which is more important than anything in our physical lives. So let's backtrack. How did you give me the story of how did you find your purpose to do what you do now? Yeah. You know, I wish there was a, a light bulb moment that, you know, the clouds parted, you know, there was a lightning bolt that hit me. But no, I, I one of the reasons why I wrote the book was was number one, kind of starting from the end and, and moving backwards, was I teach an online course on Mighty, which is is the platform I founded. That is called community design. And the promise of community design is create a community so valuable you can charge for it. And so well-designed, it essentially runs itself. And in this work, one of the key things that I've learned having a front row seat to literally the creation of millions of communities and courses and memberships and seeing which ones succeed and which ones fail is that it starts with a clear intention. It starts with what we call a big purpose. And what I was finding in teaching this course, so today, nearly 9,000 people have been through the community design masterclass that I teach. And as part of that, what I was finding was sometimes people had a fuzzy sense of their own purpose. So think about it as like a purpose and then a big purpose. Purposes for the individual, a big purpose for the community and, and, and bigger ground. And what I came up with was sort of a set of techniques based in psychology and sociology and things that were, had worked for me to come up with a practice, a regular practice. Because again, purpose isn't just, again, this light bulb moment. It is a practice that we bring into our lives. So I, I tinkered with a bunch of different things that I was like, hey, this could actually really help people. And then I started testing it out and prototyping it. And it not only got results for me, but got results for other people. And what I found was that the more people who have a sense of purpose and who have a practice around bringing their purpose into alignment with how they're spending their time, where they're investing their energy and focus, where they're investing their money, when that exists, the world becomes a very different place. It becomes a very different place. What we think we are capable of, it gets different. It's bigger. It's more ambitious. We can have more confidence. And that's why I wrote the book, because I sort of realized, I'm like, hey, whether or not you want to start a community, I'm going to do my best job to convince you why a community and running a community is, a, we call it hosting, I call it hosting, why hosting a community is like one of the most amazing things that any of us can do. It has changed my life and it has changed the lives of literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. And I read the book because I was like, okay, even independent of that, 
these practices related to purpose are awesome. And I want to get to as many people who could benefit from it as possible. And having been, thank you for that, having been to, through the course, I can vouch for it. It's awesome. So would you be willing to share maybe three of the practices? Sure. That, well, so let's, giving let's away talk about, too much from the course. Oh, gosh, no, I don't care. Uh, it's fine. I wrote a book and you can like have the book and, and, and read it. So the, I, I would say the thing that starts everything is what I call the purpose 30. And this is 30 minutes for 30 days. And you basically meditate and focus on six questions for 30 days for 30 minutes a day. That's it. That's the practice. And the questions are designed to let your mind go. Let your let your imagination run wild. And, and so I'll share the questions with you. Picture yourself in the future, looking back on the present. What has changed in the world for the better in the most unexpected or surprising way? Now, already, this is a very, this is, these are questions that are meant to be meditated on. They are meant to be explored. They are meant to be reflections. The beautiful thing about that question, what has changed in your world for the better in the most unexpected or surprising ways? So one of the most important practices for finding and really internalizing a sense of purpose is what I call the purpose 30. So this is 30 minutes, 30 days, six questions. That's it. And so the 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 uh, whole idea is you like put your phone in, in the other room, get your favorite drink, and sit down with some paper and a pen. And the research is really clear on this. A paper and pen like beats your notes app any day of the week in terms of creativity and in terms of exploration and in terms of clarity, in terms of clarity. So the six questions, I'll share them with you. Number one is, you know, your, your, it's the future. Five years in the future, 10 years in the future, you're looking back on what happened, how you got to from today until that point in the future. And you ask yourself the question, what has changed in the world for the better in the most unexpected or surprising way? Most unexpected or surprising way. Why the most unexpected and surprising way? To ensure that anything is possible. Love it. And being able to expand your horizons and think about it outside of the day-to-day -day grind where, look, for most of us, modern life at times feels like we're getting punched in the face. And it's just like a series of things that are like, wait, whoa, this is disorienting and like what's going on. And so being able to, to really pull yourself out of that, again, just for 30 days. So question one, what has changed in your world for the better in the most unexpected or surprising way? Second question, what are the three things you're able to do in that future that you're not able to do today? So what are three new things, things that you want to, and, and basically what you're getting at with this is what are the things you want to learn? What are the things that you want to embrace and bring into your life? So this, again, when it's far enough out in the future, it's not next week, it's, you know, it's, it's, you have room to dream. Okay. Third question. What are three things you've accomplished? Fourth question. 
What are three things you've taken a stand for? Fifth question, who have the people, who are the people that you've brought together? And the sixth question, which I love, it's my favorite. It same point in the future, when you think about those people that you've brought together, what are they able to do in the future that they can't do today? So the power of a purpose is not only what you're doing in your life, but the impact that you can have on the lives of others. And that's the purpose 30. That's all it is. And, you know, if I've done my job right, I've made this fun enough that you're like, okay, this is actually kind of cool. And maybe I'll keep doing it. But that's not the requirement. That's not the recommendation. It is absolutely about how do you create a simple practice that just makes the time, makes the space for you to think about what is that clear intention I want for my time, my talents, my energy, and my focus for my brief time on planet Earth? Jen, I absolutely love it. It, it is so aligned with what I preach here from Hanfaso, not to sound preachy, not a preacher, but yes, making space to ask yourself these questions, which we don't have time in our busy days because we yeah. go, 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 go. Yeah. And we just don't make time. So what do you say to somebody who is like, I don't have time for this? I would ask the simple question. Because I don't even think it's, I don't have time for this. It's, I don't have time for this. Everything is coming at me. Like I have too many responsibilities. You don't understand. Like all of the different things that we, that we say to protect the status quo protect our routine, protect our habits. And so my first, you know, my first kind of reaction to that is this is a message for people who are looking at their lives and saying, I believe there is more for me. And that I believe I need, I have agency to be able to create more for me. Mm -hmm. Now, again, that's not going to be everybody, and that's okay. But the I don't believe that I could convince you that you do have time if you don't believe it on some level. But let me give you some let me give you some observations. Number one, we have a supercomputer in our pocket that is designed to addict us. If you put that thing in the other room and you make a commitment to yourself, that you are going to spend just 30 minutes away from that and let your, your mind wander and let your brainstorm happen. And some of the best brainstorms come when you think you're out of ideas. And actually the social science research on this is really clear. Your best brainstorms happen after you think you got all the ideas out. And then if you keep asking the question, this is why you have innovation experts ask the question, okay, now why? Now what? Go deeper, spend more time with it. That simple shift, I believe it's the first shift that any of us need to make for us to even have the kind of things that or the kind of conditions by which we can build new practices, build an identity around those new practices. You know, I think it's fascinating. It's the, the book Atomic Habits is on the nonfiction bestseller list, I believe it's been on the bestseller list number one or number two 
for like four years. There's a hunger for how do we do this? And what I think is missing from Atomic Habits is, which is a fantastic book, but what I think is missing is that, that mission, that deeper purpose, that why am I making these changes? And then how do I, how do I really tap the power of community to make it easier for me to change my life? And so that, that would be what I would that. say. Let, let's get deeper into that because actually I've been researching, you know, I'm, I'm working on my book and I've been researching too a, a lot about my journey and my transformation and what does the science say behind this? And you've probably run into it as well in your research. And that has to do with the behavior science framework by Gregory Bateson, anthropologist who realized that changing habits starts with changing you would be identifying your mission and your purpose and your dharma. And once you have that, like you said, you can actually change your habits and behavior. And I completely agree with you with atomic habits. I do think he talks about it in, in, in there briefly. Oh, he talks about all of it. Like it's a great survey of what is needed. Yeah. Yeah, but not as, but doesn't drill that point mm -hmm. deep enough. And so completely agree with you. Now, can... Everybody, does everybody need to have that purpose or can somebody go and have a nine to five job and not have community and purpose? Well, so let's, let's break that down. So I don't think that there is any conflict between having purpose and a nine to five job. I, I don't think that that like has any, the two things don't have anything to do with each other. So this idea that purpose equals, you know, quitting your job, that's not accurate or right. I think what, I think what's important is that in your job, in how you invest your time, can you find a connection to it with your purpose? So one of my favorite examples actually comes from an, an older book now where they talk about a, an army officer who led the mess tent in, I think it was, it was Iraq. And they looked at their job as feeding and servicing, serving the soldiers that came to eat there. They, they found purpose in something bigger, in making what they're doing something bigger. And I think that we, you can do that with every activity. The challenge becomes, is it aligned? Is, are those activities aligned with your purpose? And if you can't find anything redeeming about how you are spending the majority of your time, that is a problem. Because the reality is for the vast majority of us, we have choice in how we bring in an income, how we pick, how we put, you know, food on our table and a roof over our head and the family that we support, it is a choice. And sometimes there's a lot of people that think that the things that are a choice are not a choice. And that none of us can change. The only, the only person that can change that, none of us can change that from the outside. The only person who can change that is the person who is making the choices or, or believing things that are potentially a choice are not choices. That's okay. That's, again, we all have agency. Yeah. And 
I certainly will not stand in judgment of anyone else in terms of the decisions that they make and how they choose to invest their time, their talents, their energy, and their focus. But this idea that that you can you can live a rich and fruitful life without community and without a purpose, it, it, sadly, the, the research doesn't show that. Even if your purpose is, I am going to find the joy in moments that are simple with people that I love, that's beautiful, but that is also purpose. But I think it's the clarity that I, I, I think so many of us you know, are missing a lot of times and it's, it's easy to lose sight of. I completely agree with you. The clarity is missing. And I completely agree with you on the community aspect, because when I found myself in that space of lacking purpose, which I did, because I was a digital marketer and I was just go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. And I built a great business, worked with celebrities, including Madonna, but I was missing purpose. Right. And I had to pull back and say, what am I missing? And it came down to purpose and community. I was missing purpose and community. And in my case, it was more of the, at that time, I thought it was from a business perspective, but also from a personal perspective, if I was mm-hmm. missing that community. So tell me, what have you found in your, your research between purpose and community? I'm really interested in that. Well, so number one, if you want to have an impact on more people than just yourself with your purpose, and and again, it's not a requirement but it really does create something even more impactful and more just incredibly special, incredibly special. And, you know, I, I think that it is easier to create community than most people think. And that's certainly my purpose is to make it easier. In fact, radically easier and more valuable. And I want to do that through teaching, through convening people, through building software, through having a company that is all with that singular purpose of how do we make it radically easier in modern life to create and grow communities around the things that are most important to us, our career, our health, wellness, our spiritual practices, uh, parenting personal finance and the media that we love, the teams that we love, the identity that we have, the things we want to accomplish in the world. And when any of us make the decision to move from hero, you know, that individual hero and the hero's journey into, you know, the special world from the ordinary one and all the ways that we go through challenge, that's how we become the people we are. That's how people grow and stretch and do amazing things is through challenge, but also our allies, our tests, our community. And so what I believe is that as any of us move from thinking about ourselves as the hero and the individual to a greater impact, we move from hero to host move from hero to host. And I believe that being a host of a community, whether that's a community in real life, I talk about as your core community, or 
online, which is increasingly a, you know, a popular route in part because a digital community can create something that transcends location and means that you can show up pretty much in any city and have an impact in ways that just haven't been true in the past or have been just radically harder in the past. And so that move from hero to host, you know, I hope I can make a good case for it. I hope I can, I can get people curious about it because it is incredibly special. I mean, your own experience with this. Yeah, I... It's magical. When you are hosting a community, there is something that happens where it creates an infinite amount of energy, even on days that you're tired. Yeah, it's really, really cool. So I first heard about you on, actually on Christopher Lockett's podcast, years back, <laughs> good friends of ours. And when I started on Hustle, you know, I always wanted to start this community as a movement. And he basically said, yeah, we'll just start looking into, a, into building a community. And, you know, social media, I have my issues with social media, so I didn't want to do it on social media. Yeah. And yeah, Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, you know, there's a lot of options out there, but I wanted to have kind of our own safe place on the internet. And it's been really cool to, to be able to connect with other people through it, yeah. to use it to put my resources on there, courses, to do programs on there. I like having that space on the internet that's kind of ours. And so this experience has been really good magical i know you're committed to making it easier and easier better and better adding more features it's it's a great product so i vouch for it what are some interesting cases you can share from people using mighty networks obviously besides mine that may trigger people's maybe creativity to say hey that sounds interesting or what are some really great communities that have been born with, with Mighty Networks, uniting people behind one cause. Can you think yeah, of a few to share? Yeah. Absolutely. And, and let, me, let me start by kind of capturing the thing that in, is increasingly what makes Mighty Networks very unique, which is that, you know, so a Mighty Network is made up of spaces and spaces are these, you know, simple no-code containers similar to what you would have with channels on Discord or channels on Slack with one massive difference. A space within a Mighty Network has native features. So we went, and instead of it being just about chat or maybe you know you can pull in some kind of API or, or bot, we built native features. So we built a native activity feed. We built native chat. We built native courses with courses and course community and structured content. We built native events. We built discovery and leaderboards. You have this amazing way of showing who are your top members and who, what's your top content and where, what's the latest and greatest. Native member list where you can see who's there, top members and new members and everybody in between. And then the ability to live stream in any space. So what these native features and the fact that you can rename them, reorganize them, 
remix them and reimagine them in just new and interesting ways means that you can do a bunch of things on a mighty network that you can't do on chat platforms, that you can't do on LinkedIn groups, that you can't do on Facebook groups, that you can't do on Slack, that you can't do on Discord, but also that you can't do on course platforms like Kajabi or Thinkific or Teachable. And so what we've seen are people creating both courses and communities that are different, that have higher completion rates, that have people that are building relationships, not just consuming content. The, the, the unlock of what people have been able to do because you have all this creativity and because you can try new things has just been incredible. So let me give you a, a couple of examples of this. So one of my favorites is the Slow AF Run Club. And yes, as somebody asked me, AF does mean what you think it means. And it was started by a just an incredible guy named Martinez Evans, who has built, built up a little bit of a following on Instagram under his account, 300 Pounds and Running. And he is there to represent beginning runners and back of the pack runners, as he calls them, that you can have the joy. His big purpose is the joy of movement, the joy of running, no matter what size or shape or starting place that you're coming from. And so today, Slow AF not only has an incredible community, but has programs for beginning runners. People that are like, oh my gosh, I'm not a runner. I kind of want to be a runner. Having meetups before large races. And one of my favorite things is that Martinez was able to sell a book deal based on the Slow AF Run Club that is a book for runners of all shapes and sizes and starting and more experienced ones. And it has been a bestseller. Also, he started running, he started organizing, started running runnings. He started organizing virtual races during COVID. Why? Because his community wanted them. So instead of, of you know, content only Instead of a course that lives off by itself, he tried to do a course before he discovered Mighty and he had two people join after spending like, I think it was something in the neighborhood of $5,000 on Facebook ads, two people joined and one person asked for a refund after their first two weeks. But he didn't give up, which really speaks to the power of his character and the power of his purpose. And he now has over 16,000 members in the Slow AF Run Club. He is on our Mighty Pro plan, which means you get your own branded apps. And so anybody can go into the app store in the iOS or, or, or Apple app store or Google Play store and download the Slow AF Run Club. And he's just at the beginning, he's doing a tour all around the country of people that have invited him to introduce his book, but also to run with them all over the country. Here's the thing I know to be true. This would not happen with social media alone. And in fact, he's been able to grow his social media following because he has a community. A lot of people think about the community as the afterthought. Oh, I have to go get a big audience and then I can have a, a community. No, community creates a flywheel. So more people are talking about you. More people are, are, are excited to bring 
their people into your community, into your big purpose. So I really like the Slow AF Run Club. Another really fun one is a more of a career-based one. So Fortune Magazine reinventing their brand for the, for this moment launched an executive education program. Super high-end, super exciting in terms of who the speakers are they're able to bring in. Over 600 people now across, I think it's it's two to three cohorts. Maybe it's it's more are building relationships with people outside of their companies that they're learning from and they're learning together and they're a part of something that they're getting exposure to because of the power of Fortune's network and because being a modern leader requires having your finger on the pulse and having a network that, that has its finger on the pulse of the world today. Because we are living in a world of rapid change. Community is the single most effective way to navigate rapid change. It's also, as we were just talking about, the single most effective way to build new practices, build new habits. And it is absolutely the single most effective way to get results and transformation in our lives that are, it's just nearly impossible for us to do on our own. Great examples. Thank you so much. I sure. love both of them. I actually spoke with Martinez at some point in time when I was first building my community. Yeah, great guy. So you've built a very successful business and you've had, you've, I'm sure as every entrepreneur and successful entrepreneur, you've had your ups and downs, failures and successes. Sure. How do you keep it together on a day-to-day -day basis and how do you take care of yourself? And what gives you radical resilience in your case to keep going? It's a great, great question. So number one is the purpose 30. I'm now six years into a practice where I wake up every day, make myself my favorite drink. It's before people are up in the world. And I just let myself be. Now, for me, I'm the most creative first thing in the morning. The fact that I am looking forward to a practice that is while it's quiet, while I've had time overnight to process different ideas or problems, challenges that I see, I wake up every day excited to get up because I know I get to go and sit down in my house with a pen and a piece of paper and just whatever it is that I want to explore, I have built a very strong and resilient practice that I get to go explore it. So I start my day with an hour or two where I'm writing and I'm exploring ideas and I'm you know, able to, and I, one of the things I've done that I, I, I've taught myself is if something's bothering me or something like, oh, like, oh, I got to go talk to that person. I just put it over on the right-hand column. So all of my notes have this, I'll show it to you. Like all of my notes have this like right-hand column. That's uh -huh. this, the way that I clear my brain. And then I, I know that the rest of the page is a blank page for me to fill. 
I also pay attention to sleep. I pay attention to organizing my life when I have energy and I'm not afraid to basically say, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I know, I know myself well enough that, you know, organizing that kind of meeting at that kind of time, it's going to take more out of me than just that meeting time. And I'm just not going to do it. And so I think paying attention to, to, and one of the things with this morning practice, this purpose 30, like I've gotten up earlier and earlier because I'm more and more excited about it. So I've become this like crazy morning person because I found it to be such a powerful and energizing practice. It's a meeting with yourself. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. And then I work out every day or six days a week. I work out. I, I and I work out. One of the, the big shifts for me was to like when I was growing up, you know, working out was either sports, which I loved, played and and that was great. But like the actual like going and doing like a treadmill or a elliptical machine or whatever, it was about weight. And what I realized is that it's not about weight. That's a nice side effect. It's about mental resilience and sustainability. Like I have more energy and I have more patience when I have worked out, which makes me a better leader. And if I'm a better leader, it means that my team is able to focus. I'm able to focus. And we don't have a lot of unforced errors. And so that was something else that was really important in terms of Oh, it it wasn't that I started working out and I hadn't been. It was that I changed my relationship to it and the story I told myself about it. And I think that that's actually pretty, that's been a pretty important shift for me. Gina, thank you so much. I know you have many, many other things in your day. So I want to be respectful of your time, but I really appreciate that. Is there anything I didn't ask you that you want to share? Any final thoughts? No, I appreciate you having me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Where can people get in touch with you and learn uh, more you know, about Mighty Networks? Point, Gina Mighty Networks, man. <laughs> I'll put some links in the show notes on how to get in touch with Mighty Networks and where to find you. And thank you for everything you do. Absolutely. You're an inspiration and you show up with so much energy and you share so much with your community. It's been really an honor to be in your classes and watch your journey and and I wish you the best. Awesome. All right. Take care. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Today's podcast is sponsored by LMNT, the maker of electrolyte drink mixes that help you stay active at home, work, the gym, or anywhere else. Everyone needs electrolytes, whether it's an athlete, diabetic, or ketogenic diet, or just people trying to stay healthy. LMNT's electrolytes are key for relieving hunger, cramps, headaches, tiredness, and dizziness. I really like the combination of effective nutrition with tasty flavors, and the mango chili is one of my favorites. LMNT is offering Unhustle subscribers a free sample pack with any purchase. Your sample pack includes eight packets of two citrus, two raspberries, two orange, and two raw unflavored. So go ahead and claim this exclusive deal by going to drinklmnt.com forward slash unhustle.
Give them a try today. You won't regret it. I use them every day. I invite you to join the Hustle movement and embark on a transformational journey towards a life filled with intention, meaning, and well-being. Remember to subscribe, share with others, and leave a review so that more people can find and embrace this new way of living. You can join our growing community of like-hearted rebels at unhustle.com. If something sparked your curiosity or shifted a perspective from this conversation, please tag me on social media and let me know. You'll find me under the handle at unhustle. You can also subscribe to our free Unhustle Rebels newsletter at unhustle.com. Until the next time, goodbye.